We all have bucket lists. As a lifelong sports fan, mine is full of tons of different sporting events and venues, from the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and beyond. However, my greatest bucket list item is something I want to share with the world and fans like me. What if you could attend a home college football game for all 130 and counting FBS programs? Seems crazy, right? Join me, your host, Bobby Wilson, as I take you along for the ride to see all the FBS venues and more. This is the TNT College Football Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the very next episode of the TNT College Football Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Wilson. Glad to be back on with you guys. Uh, Sorry we're a couple days late. Uh, I've been under the weather the past couple days. Um, Justin, thanks for joining me tonight. Oh, you're welcome. I'm so glad you're feeling better too, Bobby. Thank you, thank you. Yes, it's you're welcome. It's very, it's very cold here. It went from 70 to 30, like in a day or two. So now we got a bunch of snow, and it's just, it's uh, it's affected my asthma. Let's just say. <laughs> Actually, yes. In uh, Connecticut, it, it was really weird because you guys almost had the same weather as us this year, and it went from beautiful weather all the way to. Let's just snow and let's just have freezing rain and hail. <laughs> <laughs> it, it could it could be interesting for the football game this Saturday, but uh, we'll we'll get to that. <laughs> oh yes, we will. <laughs> but but first, we have to celebrate um, with a monumental victory for the UConn Huskies. Yes, this has you know it it was oh my god. I mean, I was I, I was actually pretty emotional that day. I mean, I I couldn't make it out to the Houston game when they when they beat them in 2015, but uh, you know, being being able to be at my age because when UConn was at its best, I was younger, and uh, you know, I do remember some of the games, but I just didn't know, you know, I just didn't know the passion of the game. And the older I got, I mean, this Saturday it was it was so emotional. I mean, you could just see. You could just see see the fans. I mean, they they stormed the field after the game. I mean, they were they were chanting Mora. Um, it was it was something special, and I'm so glad that UConn football is 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 definitely back to where you know they should be. Absolutely. Um, just I mean, me sitting at home uh, watching it on TV, I, I could just feel the. The, the passion coming out. I mean, you really could. It was just one of those. It was just one of those things where you, I was sitting there, and it was just like, "Holy smokes, this is happening!" And it was just. I mean, I got super, super excited and pumped up. And then when they released the mini movie this week, that that actually got me a little bit. I was like, "Man, this is this is special." Yes, and you know it. It makes you appreciate, you know, what what happened this year too when you see the mini movies. Because sometimes you don't see everything that the mini movies actually uh, present to you. And you know, the locker room. I mean, the locker room. It, it it almost seems like, you know, watching those football movies where the coach is just pumping them up. He's not talking about any plays. He's just like, let's go out there, let's get this win, and it. You know, when, when, when they break every huddle down with brotherhood, I mean, it, the, the, the whole thing got me emotional, too. I mean, I was I was actually, you know, I, I was tearing up. I mean, uh, you know, it, 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 it took so long for this to happen. But 
I'm glad it took this long because I think the school is finally realizing that we have to invest in football. 100%. I I think when you hit rock bottom like this program did, and for it to be what it's turned into this year is, one, it's special. I mean, that you have to call it what it is. It's absolutely special. But like you said, I think it really has shown everybody, all the higher-ups and all the people in power that, that have that say in this, it shows what needs to be done. Yes, and it's, you know, a lot of people were saying, you know, drop the FCS, and, you know, we weren't, we're not so used to, you know, name brand coaches coming to UConn. I mean, we're so used to, you know, coaches that would come and, and just make a career, you know, and uh, and and basically they're, they're starting out their career. But this year I think it, it, it opened some eyes saying, hey, you know, if you come, if, you know, if you coach at UConn, and no matter what sport, but especially football, um, you could be anybody. I mean, you, you could be a high coach, high-end coach, uh, and and investing in, in a coaching staff that knows how to, to change a football program around quickly, It, I think it's it's... I don't want to say damage control, but it definitely controls the situation where it's this one year, it boosts all the fans up, it boosts the players up to where it it finally builds a strong foundation. And that foundation's only going to continue to grow. Yes. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit about the game. I mean, the way that it started, um, just... The, my goodness, I mean, it couldn't have started any better. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, you know, it, it, it was funny because, you know, at the beginning of the game, I said, oh, my goodness, Liberty just turned the ball, really? And I was like, okay, let's just go do this. And, you know, the the start of the game, it, 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 it was like, it was perfect. I mean, uh, you know, Victor Rosa, we, we, we've been saying his name lately, and this this kid, I mean, he's 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 just a beast. I mean, he he scored the he scored a nice sixteen yard run for uh, a nice seven points, and uh, you know he he had a great game. He sure did. <laughs> we keep saying it, but that young man is going to be special. Oh yeah, and another person too that we can definitely point out, and I I think all listeners know. It's Jackson Mitchell. I mean, off of a Eric Watts uh, sack for a fumble. Yep. And then Jackson Mitchell just picks that, you know, fumble up and returns it for a touchdown. I mean, inside the stadium, it it was crazy. I mean, you you could tell the team had their confidence. You could tell that the the fans had confidence too, and it was that was actually a special moment for us. That that was a almost d- defining moment in the season, I would say. Just just the fact that how it happened, but then what it turned into, and the, just the emotion that it led to. I mean, I think it really, really shows like what this has turned into, um, just from not only the team perspective, 
but like I've like you said, the fans. I mean, just the, how crazy the stadium went when that happened. I mean, it's just a special moment. Oh yeah, and that it was it was crazy because you know, <clears throat> I think this is the first year. I I have to admit this: the first year that you know people sitting around you at the stadium when UConn scores, everybody's you know slapping high fives with each other and and just you know hooting and hollering. That's awesome, that, and that's that's how it's supposed to be. Oh yeah, it should be like that, you know. I I, I think it's going to be like that again. I think the rent is going to be a place where I think teams are going to be scared of playing in. I think so too. I think it's going to turn into something special again. Oh yeah. But but getting back to Jackson Mitchell, I mean, when he when I, I I've tried to be one of the leaders in Mister All American. And I put him on my All-American ballot. And when he made that play, I'm just like, that that's Mr. All-American. I know he's Mr. Connecticut. He is. But I, I want everybody to get on board the fact that he's Mr. All-American, too. Oh, yeah. It, he, he definitely is because right now, I'm not, I'm, I'm not over-exaggerating. I think he could be a top 10 uh, NFL pick. He's second in the nation in tackles. He leads the nation in fumble recoveries. I mean, he's he he has done some amazing things this year. Oh yeah, and and he's just he's just a brute. I mean, I I can't even describe him. I mean, you see him in the locker room in the mini movies too, and he just always looks you know, excuse my language, but pissed off. <laughs> and kind of like looking at the next play and that's the type of player that you want on your team absolutely and and cbs sports during the broadcast put on a quote that he he that he sent a text message to uh coach mora telling him how he wanted other players to be recognized on the team that he didn't want to be the focus of all the publicity and everything and, and and that makes me just like him even more. I mean, it's just like, what a great teammate. Yeah, and, and, you know, like, he wouldn't have made a lot of his plays this year if it wasn't for the, you know, the front four either. Absolutely. I mean, the front four really needs to be recognized because they did have a nice interception by Chris Sharon and that fumble recovery because of the front four. And like, like I told you in the beginning, those guys are the guys that are going to establish the defense easily. 100%. And, and that was one of the, I guess we could say, possibly concerns coming into the season. And man, have they just done an amazing job. Yeah, they. it, it seems like they're really buying into, um, you know, just the play calling on both sides. And I'm starting to think that, you know, maybe not having the defensive coordinator is, I actually think it's a it might be a good thing. Um, it's pretty amazing how side, good it's been. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, 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 it's crazy because offensive side of the ball, I mean, the guys have really bought into Nick Charlton's um, offense. And, you know, his offense, I, I think we've seen all, all the difference. I mean, yeah, when, when, when we see, you know, sometimes, you know, like in the game, you know, uh, Zion Turner pitching the ball to Kim Millen, and then all of a sudden he fumbles. That's the type of stuff, you know, it's like, oh, no. But then you look at it, though. You look at it at the end of the day saying, 
this offense is more explosive. It absolutely is, and and I agree with you. I mean, I think it's one of those things. Maybe in the moment, as fans, we kind of react and like, oh no, what are we doing? But then, it, if you really sit back and think about it, it's like, man, thank goodness we're willing to take these chances like this and run plays like this because we definitely know over the past handful of years that wasn't happening. Yeah, and if 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 he didn't have plays like that either, where he's almost a lot of people don't know this, but he's almost playing into the other other side's defense a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. making them guess a little bit because when he does plays like that, then the next play is an explosive, you know, long yard throw or you know, a a great run up the you know left hand left hash the right hash the middle. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it his offense almost makes the defenses you know a, think a little more, which I I think that's what he's trying to do. Absolutely. I mean, I'll speak to my previous head coaching experience in basketball. Uh, I I mean, there were certain times I would call plays just because I was trying to set something up a couple plays down the road. So I, I think that's exactly what he's doing right now. Yeah, and, and I, I mean, you know, some of those plays that you set up, yeah, it, it, it might fail a little bit, but you're also going to be more successful also. Mm-hmm, 100%. So. Yeah, I, I know that there's there's been some fans that have been pretty critical of some of the offense and the decisions and whatnot, but... I, I couldn't agree more with you. I mean, if it, if we didn't, if we weren't taking these risks and doing these things that we're doing, I mean, it, we wouldn't be where we are. No, we we wouldn't, and you know that's that's kind of like the type of chances that you that you take, and you know we we we've we've said it before. You know, you you gotta just take the chances. There's there's nothing to there's nothing to lose this year. I mean. It's only going to go up, and mm-hmm. we're seeing that too. I mean, offensive production. I mean, even even Zion Turner. I got I, I got to give him some credit for this game too. I mean, I I think the offensive line, the running backs, the wide receivers really bought into him, and he might not put up you know crazy numbers right now. He's only you know a true freshman, but he's he's definitely building the foundation for himself too, and you know I. I actually think he's just going to get better and better and better because th- throughout the season, you could just tell his confidence level. And he he just wants to win games. Mm-hmm. And, you know, th- this game, he had some he had some great throws. And he also ran the ball when he needed. And that's what we like. Absolutely. That's, and that's been huge, too, when he's been picking his spots and, and utilizing that when he can, his running ability. Yeah, and it's it's kind of, it it's weird because this this UConn team is you know kind of young. I mean, mm-hmm. we have a few seniors. I I think it was like what was it? It was like four or something like that that were uh, you know um I guess at at a senior uh, day and stuff like that. And I think because we have you know, not a lot of seniors. Um, I think with all the young kids that we have, it's actually really good because uh, it gives us a chance too to grow. 
100%. And, and one thing that that like, that I think about with that is over the next couple of weeks, maybe the next month, we're going to see the transfer portal just, just go crazy. But I really believe that this UConn team is not going to see many guys hit the portal. No, I mean, I, uh, today we, we, we saw one guy hit the portal, Mm -hmm. uh, Darius Bush. Um, he didn't really play too much and, you know, he, he wants to play football. So I, I, I honor his decision. Right. Uh, Right. Well, I really don't expect too many players, um, going to transfer portal. I think these guys are so bought in that they're so excited because it's not, and you know, it's not every day that you're bowl eligible and be able to, you know, just create your own story and just to be able to actually go to a bowl. Mm -hmm. And now that the kids, you know, bought in, it's like, yeah, we really want to stay and we really want to show the coaches we're committed. Absolutely. And they're, they're able to build something special and do something, something that not a lot of people thought that they could do, but they're, they're building kind of like a legacy and they have an opportunity to turn this program into something really special. Yeah. And I, I totally agree. I mean, I actually think this, this team could go, you know, after they build it, they can go, you know, a good eight, nine wins a year. And that mm-hmm. would be, you know, ecstatic. I, I know the coaching staff wants, you know, more than that. They want, you know, double digit wins, but I'm thinking that if you can consistently put up a great record and be over six and six mark, I actually think that's a huge win for the state of Connecticut. Absolutely. I agree. And I mean, we, we, we know that coach Mora and even AD Benedict are really pushing for, for more things for this program, uh, for the entire athletic department as well. I mean, we've spoke many times about, and you even saw today with Co- with uh, AD Benedict uh, tweeting out uh, something on the order of UConn being a power five. And, I mean, I think we all know what what's being referred to there. <clears throat> but it, it's something that maybe coming into the season we all were kind of like, could this really happen? But I think now we're all kind of sitting there like, this, this actually is going to be a thing. Yeah, and... In- it was it was weird because you know in the Big East you know they were they were pretty much a, a you know P five school mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you know the uh, the Catholic schools wanted just basketball so they pushed out football and the thing that that really hurt UConn in the past was you know being pushed to the AAC mm-hmm. and you know it it it, it almost. To a point, it almost took them from a Power 5 school down to a mid-major school. And I heard ESPN and everybody saying they're mid-major, a group of five, you know, and it's like, we're better than that. We're totally better than that. Absolutely, and it's being and it's being proven. Oh, yeah. it's. I actually think a lot of the, you know, the P5 schools looking uh, – Especially this year at the foot at, at the football team because all the other sports are really doing well. Right. Um, football, I think they were really concerned about, and now that you know you you, you have this 
awesome win. I mean, monumental win, like you said. Um, this really just pushes them for a bid to, you know, get a call very soon. Absolutely. I think it's only a matter of time. Yes, me too. <clears throat> well, if if we get back to the game a little bit, I I, I really questioned a couple of the de- couple of the decisions Liberty made within the game, and and it was at the beginning of the game when they brought uh, their their backup quarterback Salter in the game, and he just made some really I don't want to say bad decisions, but some interesting decisions that led to um, <clears throat> fourth downs, and and it, it just really cut their offense off like Bennett and and uh and the running back Green and then the wide receiver Douglas were really connecting pretty well and they there were a couple times early in the first half where they brought in that backup quarterback and it just stalled the offense completely and it just didn't make any sense to me yeah no I I, I actually totally agree I mean I I I actually I don't want to. I, I don't really want to offend Liberty here, but I I thought they were actually playing kind of scared. I mean, I don't know because you're playing, you know, you know, at the rent we're kind of loud and, and we're getting to them too. And I think they were playing safe um, mm-hmm. because you know they said, oh, they they were thinking it's a guaranteed win, and then all of a sudden UConn comes out and just punches them in the mouth. And I think they were so shell shocked that. They didn't know what to do. Absolutely. I think when they deferred the kickoff at the beginning of the game, they're basically saying to UConn, like, okay, take the ball. We're going to we're gonna hold you to a four and out, and then we're just going to come down and score. The game's going to be over. And obviously that didn't happen. Exactly. And you know what, you know, Jim Mora, if you score first, 90, uh-huh. 90, I think he says 96% of the time you win. And you know what? They probably shouldn't have deferred it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and I think that can kind of be said, too, like in the second half when they took the lead, you, could, you I think they kind of like took their foot off the gas a little bit because I think they're like, okay, we're in control now. We got this. And then when the fourth quarter came, we just we, – we did what we needed to do. Exactly. And I, I really don't think they played up to the, their uh, potential. I mean, they played a really good game. Um, you know, when, when they did take the lead, uh, you could just see the confidence level go up. And, you know, I, I know on the mini movie, uh, you know, Jim Morris says, we really need to, we, we need to score. We got this. We need mm-hmm. to score. And the thing is, is that UConn, they never gave up. Um, defensive side of the ball and offensive side of the ball. Um, you know, especially, especially in the third quarter. I mean, the, the third quarter was kind of kind of quiet uh, for UConn, but mm-hmm. the fourth quarter, I mean, uh, explosion. That was, <laughs> that was the the moment where you know it was like something special is going to happen here. Mm-hmm. Now I remember you texting me like at the beginning of the fourth quarter, and you're like, "We're going to win this game," and I'm like, "Yes, we are. We're going to." Oh yeah. <laughs> And, and and like you said, it was one of those defining moments, and I think it's the like a pro program defining moment where we're only going to continue to grow and improve from here. But it was just one of those moments where I think we're going to look back in five years at that moment there and just be like, that's, I mean, of course it's the entire season, but I think the the moment here in this game 
in the fourth quarter, beating a ranked team and taking care of business when we were down and coming back and winning the game, I think is what's going to be kind of like the stepping stone or building block to the future success. Yes, and I actually forgot to shout out Robert Burns. Uh, second quarter, he had a nice touchdown. Yes, uh, but the the fourth quarter, I mean, the Victor Rosa run, uh, you could tell like he wanted to, you know, he really wanted to put UConn on the top again, and he just he never gave up. I mean, he could have been tackled. I I counted about three times. Or, or even four, four missed mm-hmm. tackles. Yep. And he just, he either, you know, juked him out or, you know, he just ran right past him. And, you know, that's the type of thing is when you have, you know, Connecticut kids, they they know how important games are. They knew how important this game was. And, and you know, Victor Rosa really came out um, and, and, really, and really told them, you're not going to bully us around. That that was a special run because it was just like he he would not be denied on that play. No, no, not at all. And you know, an, an, another play that really that really capped it off and that really just you know made it made it a ama- like an amazing experience was uh, you know uh, Zion to uh, Kevin's Corsius. What uh, a throw! For a touchdown. <laughs> And then all of a sudden they go for a two point, and I'm like, "Oh, please get the two point! Please get the two point!" And then uh, Keylon Marion, it was just a beautiful pass, and he, it was, it was Zion. He threw the ball so perfectly that it just landed, and we got it. And mm-hmm. it, it, it was just, it was just an amazing moment. I mean, I was jumping up, up and down. Uh, I mean, it was, it was something that you know I never experienced before at the rent. It was the patented uh, Northeast. All you, all, all our Northeast listeners will will know the patented uh, New England Patriots pick play. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> but it worked to perfection. Which, I'm a Cowboys fan. That's okay. We can we can run that play anytime. Yeah, run it, run it every play if it works. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but the, and then that final drive, that defensive stop. I mean, that just. It, it, it was just magical. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the final play, uh, front four really did a nice job. They they made an opening for uh, uh, Jackson Mitchell to go in and just, you know, put his hands up and make the quarterback just 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 throw off off uh, you know the mark. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that that defense they. They weren't going to let Liberty catch that ball. No, and, and I, I feel I feel bad for skipping the previous possession when Jackson Miller or Jackson when Jackson Mitchell made maybe one of the best defensive plays you'll see. I mean that stop on fourth down that he made was fantastic. Oh yes, well, yes. I, I I know what. I'm sorry, Jackson Mitchell. I actually kind of forgot about that. But yeah, I mean. I, Actually, now I, I I can see the play. He just he was just a he he was just a stone wall. I mean, you know, I would call him Stonewall Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> he he was probably a good ten yards away from him, and and it, it just the closing speed he had on that play to make that play was unbelievable. And that that's the thing too is 
he has such great speed and you know a lot of the guys too i mean you could they definitely got better with you know um with their with their speed with their endurance and you know that stop was oh my goodness that 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 stop just made everybody riled up i mean a, a, a lot of people like last year especially like third down we're like oh we're not gonna stand up and you know go crazy because it's just gonna be a first down and this year everybody is just going crazy on third downs and and actually they've been doing really well on on, uh, on third downs they have they've been stopping the ball which is nice I was. I will say. Obviously, you're a little surprised when Liberty decides to go for it on fourth down there, where they were in the field possession aspect of it. It was just kind of one of those plays where it was like, I mean, I understand their thought process. Like, hey, if we get, if you get this, you, you're gonna, you're in complete control of the game at that point. But the fact that you didn't get it is, it flips everything. Yeah, and, uh, when, when they did go for it, uh, I did shout out, and I was pretty loud. I said, you're making a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and they absolutely did. Oh, yeah, and, and know what? That really, that really, you know, put the nail in the coffin. It did, because as soon as we scored that last touchdown and that two-point conversion, I literally was just like, it's over. They're not, they're not scoring. Liberty is not scoring. Oh, yeah, and... and I, I really have to tip my cap to uh, no. Uh, I'm gonna screw up his last name again. Ruiz. Um, he, I mean, he was kicking that ball for for a touchback. I mean, that was the time where you know a lot of these a lot of these times too. Uh, a lot of these games, you could see him. You know, he he kind of kicked it where you know the the offense is picking up a ten yard line. But this game, I mean, he. He was drilling the ball, and that really helped too. Yeah, field position is key, especially when you're playing an offense like Liberty that can strike pretty quickly. I mean, we saw that too. I mean, their their wide receiver Douglas. I mean, he's a special football player. Yeah, he really is. I mean, I, I got to give credit where credit's due, and I mean that that young man can play. Yeah, I mean, I I really do think you know. A lot of people say that, you know, oh, well, Liberty, you know, they didn't really have good wins. Well, they had, they did have good wins, mm -hmm. and they are a really good team. And, you know, not a lot of people give them credit, and the credit is definitely well-deserved. I mean, they, they're they a tough one, and, you know, you, you really have to be on top of your game to play them. Absolutely. I mean... The two weeks before they beat BYU, I mean, I understand BYU hasn't been as good as what people might have thought this year, <clears throat> but then they went to Arkansas and won. Um, this week they play Virginia Tech. They're, I would say pretty definitively that they're going to win that game. I mean, that's a good football team. Yeah, and I mean, if I was Virginia Tech, I would definitely look what UConn did. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that might... A lot of people say, "Hey, you know Virginia Tech, you know they they could beat them." But know what? If they if they see the game tape and say, "Hey, you know we can," you know they do have their weaknesses. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. I I, I I still think Liberty will win that game too. But you just never know. This this college season is weird. Yeah, yeah, you don't know. And 
I, I tweeted this out on my on the podcast Twitter account this this just yesterday. Five of the top seven teams in the college football playoff poll this week play on the road. So, I mean, I think it. I, I would say with pretty good certainty that I, one of those teams is going to lose, if not more. Oh yeah, it, it's it's you know, it's definitely you know a proven fact. I mean, uh, uh, it it's honestly in today's uh, you know day and age for college football. So, sometimes you're you're looking at upsets this year, saying what is happening. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I I actually think that you know the game of football is kind of balancing itself out, and the, the those road games this this week too. I mean, there there's going to be some battles, and there's going to mm-hmm. be some tough losses and and great wins. I I, I know we were asked about uh, next year's schedule. Somebody on Twitter asked us about that. But I, I first want to look at this year and what it's looked like. I mean, when people said when we beat Fresno State, it was like, oh, they don't have their starting quarterback, blah, blah, blah. They're not that good. Well, Fresno State now has is, I believe they're six and four. They're in first place in the Mountain West West Division. They're sitting yep. good. They're sitting good. Um, mm-hmm. You look at FIU. FIU has a chance still to become bowl eligible. Ball State has a chance to be bowl eligible. Utah State has a chance to be bowl eligible. You can kind of go down the line. Like BC beat NC State last week, so people can say whatever they want to say. Then you throw this Liberty win in too. People can say whatever they want to say about oh, UConn didn't beat great teams or whatever it may be. Well, these teams that UConn has beat are turning out to be better than obviously anybody thought. Yeah, and those. You know those type of people too. They they look at the records on when you know when UConn played them, mm-hmm. and you can't do that um, in college sports, uh, NCAA basketball, and anything. Um, you have to look at their final record. Mm-hmm. And UConn did play a lot of tough schools. I mean, this was a really tough schedule this year. Absolutely, and it's definitely you know. With with all those schools, you know, that can be bowl eligible. It 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 makes them look really good. I agree. I mean, anybody who's sit, who's going to sit there today and still say that UConn's not a good football team doesn't know football. No, they they really don't. And I know there was this one uh, Twitter account that was trolling yeah <laughs> um, fans today and. Yeah, no, they they don't know the game of football. I mean, the the, the game of football it doesn't matter it, even if you're one, let's say one in ten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that one in ten team could still beat a team that's you know has a winning schedule. Yeah, I mean, or, or a winning record. Yeah, I mean, it could it's 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 a toss, but I mean, even even aren't you know the next game coming up Army? I mean, they're what three and four. Three and six. Three and six. They're still a tough school. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're not going to play another team more disciplined than Army. Exactly. And, you know, it, it's it's funny because I saw I saw the top teams, and I believe UConn was 81st. And that, that you know, standing right there, the 81st team in the country, that, that hasn't happened in a while. And 
that means that, you know, everybody looking at the schedule respects UConn now. And, and I would even go as far to say is if you look at the second half of the season, UConn is a heck of a lot better than the 81st team in the country. Oh, yeah, well, easily. I mean, I I actually thought they could, you know, slip up in the, you know, the, the lower 70s or even even a little above, you know, maybe even 78th. Um, but, I mean, I don't really know how they grade uh, uh, football teams and stuff, but, um, no, if they, if they grade, us, grade us low, though, it just gives us more of a chance to show them what we have. Absolutely, 100%. Well, let's let's go ahead and look at that at that schedule for next year. Like like uh, we had somebody ask us about. Uh, we we open up the the year next year against Duke. Um, so, I mean, I I think that's an interesting matchup because Duke has definitely overachieved this year. Um, and and you and I were talking before we went on the air, and that's kind of a team where where. I think it's a good, a good measuring stick, like where we're at. Yeah, and um, you know, with Duke in the past too. I mean, we had some, you know, good wins against them. Um, I actually think that that game, it could be the overachievers team, <laughs> or, or game, because I mean, I I think they're both, they're both, uh, you know, UConn and Duke. They're they're coming off a, they will be coming off a nice season. And I'm thinking that, you know, it, it that game can be a battle. Um, mm-hmm. That game could kind of be similar to uh, Liberty-UConn. I mean, Duke kind of plays like a Liberty a little bit. And um, I really do think that uh, we could definitely come out with the win. Um, I, I actually think we can I, – I, I really think that we're going to come off with, you know, a, a, a high after this season and, and just, you know, come out with a bang. I agree. Then the the following week, we go to Georgia State, and Georgia State is a team that has really underachieved this year. A lot of people were picking them to to potentially win the Sun Belt East this year, and uh, they're not even going to be bowl eligible. Yeah, the um, I did see a lot of Georgia State games this year, and it just seemed like they they weren't clicking. I mean, mm-hmm. they just couldn't. They just couldn't get anything going for themselves, and um, you know Georgia State usually, you know, they're they're a bowl team usually, mm-hmm. and they're always really good. Um, I don't know what next year brings, you know, recruit wise or whatever, but you know, I that could still be a tough team, you know, game too. I mean, you know, they they could come out with a with, with a bang, but uh, you know, that's going to be, you know. I still think the first two games for UConn, um, you know, it, 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 it kind of goes on our side. Absolutely. And then we we play FIU the next week, and FIU has probably drastically overachieved this season. Um, with They still have an opportunity to be bowl eligible. I mean, it doesn't look likely, but they still have the opportunity. And I, I think we can all agree that, that that's a place that you can recruit to, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, and, and you know, the coaching staff they have in place, too, I mean, I, I think they're doing a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, when when UConn played them, they are kind of coming off of a low. Uh, 
you know, the first part of the season two when they played Bryant and Bryant was in it with them. Yeah. But I, I, I think those kids are buying to the system now. And, you know, we did beat FIU this year, but they're going to come back with a vengeance. And uh, it's going to be kind of cool to see that game. I agree. I, I'm, 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 I think that's a game we definitely should win, but I think it's going to be a better game than what anybody thinks. I, I, I'm really intrigued about that game. Yeah, I think so too. And, um, you know, I actually think that's one of the teams, like independent schedule wise, too, that we can, we can almost, you know, uh, have them on the schedule in, in years to come also. I agree. Then the following week, we have another ACC team coming to the rent in NC State. Yeah, so NC State, uh, if, you know, when we do have a healthy roster, um, I think we're going to play them a lot tougher. They definitely caught us out of, at, at, you know, at our low this year. Um, I actually think we're going to come out with, um, you know, a vengeance because they're, you know, I, I think the kids were kind of mad after that loss. And, you know, they did, you know, kind of run up the score. Mm-hmm. And we, we were starting to click, though, you know, in the second half of the, of the game. Right. And I think the kids were finally learning, like, hey, we can compete against a team like this. So I, it, that's going to be an interesting one. And the thing for the NC State perspective is they have a ton of seniors this year, so they're going to lose a lot of guys. Yes, and I'm, I'm kind of, you know, curious on what their, you know, uh, uh, you know I, I, I guess their second stringers would be their starters next year. And then, um, you know, in, in the fre- some freshmen I'm sure coming in will probably be starters. So it, it's it's going to be, you know, it's going to be different. And um, I'm hoping that, you know, UConn can get some good uh, game tape on them so we can, you know, kind of see what they're made of. I agree. And I, I think, like you said, that we're going to be fired up for that one, as I think that we'll be fired up for the game after that against Utah State. Yeah, Utah State, I mean, this year, I mean, look at that. We could we could definitely compete against them. Um, they're going to have the similar team out next year, and I think that you know, given what UConn did this year, I think they're building, and uh, you know that that's going to be a good game though. That's going to be kind of like you know, kind of like a shootout. Mm-hmm. I I kind of think that's what you know what it's going to be like. I agree. And then the following week we go to Texas and play Rice. Yeah, so so Rice, you know, I wouldn't count out Rice at all. I mean, they're 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 in a state that they can they can recruit. I mean, they're they're in like a you know, Texas there is is kind of a breeding ground for football players. Yep. Um, I think that one's going to be actually a pretty tough game. Um, I, I I really do, and and you know, it I. I believe we can win that game. That was one of the winnable games um, I had in my head. Uh, I, I really do think we can go in there and and really and really show what UConn's made of. Because if we can do that, uh, that really would open up the uh, recruit pipelines for uh, for Texas recruits. Mm-hmm. Then the following week, we host USF South Florida, which which is a team that I cheer for. I mean, I know they're really down on their luck right now in a lot of athletic programs, but 
this I'm a big fan of their fan base. They're really good, passionate people, and and they 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 treat people right. Um, so I, I'm excited for that game uh, because because I just think it's going to be a good game for one. But <clears throat> I, it'll be interesting to see who they hire as a head coach. They they've already fired they fired Jeff Scott a couple weeks ago. So it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. And I think I think that's a place where they could really turn their program around pretty quickly because, I mean, why wouldn't you want to go play football in Tampa, Florida? Exactly. And, uh, you know, I, I, I did see a lot on uh, USF uh, Twitter um, that John Gruden, uh, there was more sightings of him. Um, he's one of the candidates for the, for the job. Interesting. And now if, if – if he does become, you know, a coach, I mean, this USF team could definitely turn around next year. And I wouldn't sleep on them. No, not at all. Then the following week uh, is one that UConn fans will be fired up for going to Boston College. Oh, man. It's a rival. we got to go in there and, you know, and, and, and just beat them. I mean, uh, you know, I, I think this year we – we kind of shocked them, and I think next year it's going to be kind of a similar, um, a similar stance uh, because I know with our recruit class uh, that from two thousand, oh goodness, two thousand and twenty-three. Um, I really do think that we can, uh, you know, turn it around and, and definitely play them tougher. I think we're definitely going to win that game. I agree. Then the following week, uh, we go to Tennessee. Um, I, I think we all agree that's the money game. Um, that's, that's a game where we're going to get a nice paycheck. Um, but we are going to fare much better in that game than like we did against Michigan this year or NC State or just because we're going to be prepared. Not that we, not that we weren't prepared for, for those games, but, but our players are just going to be in a much better position. Exactly, and, and and a lot of people say, you know, that could be a loss. Yeah, it could be, but it really depends on how our players uh, perform. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah, Tennessee's going to look over us. Of course they're going to look over us. And the thing is, is that, you know, I, I really do think that with our – with our full roster next year, I'm I'm definitely going by wins by the full roster. Um, that's going to be completely healthy, and I really do think that we can score some points against Tennessee. I mean, it it might not be pretty, but it it might be one of those games where it might be the pivot point of the year. I mean, it it, it could be a it could be a great moment for UConn. Crazier things have happened. Yes. Then the following week, we go to James Madison, JMU in Virginia, which they've had a fantastic season in their first year at the FBS level. Oh, yeah. And and, uh, James Madison, they're a really tough team. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're not ready, if if, if basically if they score first, they're going to win. I mean, they're they're a really good team. Uh, They play very physical. Uh, But if you can go in and just – you know, pressure quarterbacks, do do whatever. You know, all the fundamentals. Um, you know that that game is going to be an interesting game. I that was one where I had a question mark almost because James Madison is 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 pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty good. Uh, that that's going to be a tough one. 
<clears throat> the following week we we host a Sacred Heart FCS program. Um, a game, obviously, we should take care of business. Yeah, so we basically pay. We're basically paying them to come play us. Right, uh, right. <laughs> or are, are, are we at the rent that year? Yes. So we, yeah, yeah. So we we basically pay them to play us. I mean, we we can't look past them. Right. I mean, it, it, we, we're that. You know, we should win that game. Um, and you know, it, it's it's going to be kind of fun to see that game because I think that game. There is going to be some uh, some some fans in the stands because you know it's they uh, Sacred Heart definitely travels well. And and then the to end the season we play UMass in a to be determined site. I think a lot of people are thinking it's going to be Fenway, but I mean, we'll, time will tell. But uh, we yeah. know we know they're going to be ready. Exactly, and uh, actually, neutral site. I, I I really don't think we uh, we, we said this one, but. Um, the Bronx could actually be a neutral site. That too. would be interesting. Yeah, because I, I, what I would do is, you know, even, who knows? It could be in New Jersey at uh, MetLife Stadium. Yeah. Uh, is, is it MetLife Stadium with yeah. Giants play? I yep, think yep. so, yeah. No, that'd be interesting, too. I mean, I, 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 think, I think there's a lot of... I mean, of course, the first two that popped your mind are Foxborough and Fenway, but... I like those two options you just threw out there. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's kind of like, you know, New Jersey, New York, and then even if we played Mass and, you know, um, in, in Mass too, I mean, those are great recruiting grounds. And mm-hmm. that that MetLife Stadium actually just kind of came to me because I'm like, you know, New Jersey, they can really, even New York, they really have awesome, uh, you know, uh, football players and they kind of breed them, so... I mean, uh, that could it could be interesting. I, I I can't wait to see what the neutral site's like. One of our favorite players hails from New York, Justin Jolie. Oh yeah, and <clears> you, <throat> you, you could tell, you know, we're re, you know recruiting those states. I mean, you know the the kids are they're, they're definitely athletes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I I know we kind of looked ahead a little bit looking at the schedule, somebody asked us about it, and I, I was intrigued to do that. Um, I, I, I think eight wins minimum. What do you think? I'm thinking uh, I'm, I'm thinking we could squeeze out nine wins. I, um, mm-hmm. And we could possibly, you know, I, 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 I think at the mass it's going to be nine. Um, and if we mess up a game, it will be eight. But I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, nine wins right now. I love it. I think that would be unbelievable. Yes, and uh, you know, it it's it's one of those where you know you it no matter no matter what this this year brings, it, I'm, I'm hoping seven and five. I'm I'm thinking right now seven and five. Yep, yep. So next year, or win a game more, or even two more games. I mean, that's that's a huge stepping stone right there, and I really do think that next year's schedule is. It could be a toss-up. Um, we could win more uh, than nine. I mean, it, it, it just depends on, you know, the the players that, you know, are healthy and everything. I mean, the players that we have now on the roster, I mean, it, it, it could be really exciting 2023 season. I agree. And 
to kind of look a little bit at army i'm not going to go like too far in depth but i mean we we all know what army is going to do um as a football team i mean we know they're going to run the ball that's what they do um so it's it's what they're going to do every play i mean we got to be ready for the one to two maybe three passes that they have in the in the entire game but we're not going to, like I said before, we're not going to play a more disciplined football team. I mean, this is, I, I believe they lead the NCAA in the least amount of penalties per game, which is what you would expect from a, from a service academy. Um, but I, I think you and I have talked about this. This is definitely not the most talented Army team. And I think that's why they're sitting at three and six. I mean, this, um, I know you watched a lot of the Air Force game, and I watched a good amount of that too. And and you just kind of watch that, and you're just like, that's not the typical Army team that you're used to seeing. No, and uh, you know Army could really chew a clock. Mm-hmm. Um, with Army too, defensively, uh, defensive ends and linebackers, you guys really, you know, if if they if they pick the right guy, because the option's tough. It, you never know. They could they, they could really take you out and mm-hmm. get you know run for a big play. But as long as you guys contain and get you know the guy that you're supposed to supposed to block. I mean, especially you know triple option like that too. Um, you can it, it 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 really depends on it. It's really a defensive end game. I mean, defensive ends can really stop it. And if you get tricked inside, I mean, Army's going to run right past you. Um, right. and they're, they're throwing too. I mean, they can throw pretty far. I mean, they have really good wide, wide receivers. So our defensive backs really have to, you know, be on point too. And I, I, I really think that, you know, with, with an army also, I'm, I'm hoping to see more blitzes because I think you can kind of disrupt their offense that way. Agree. And I think it's very, very important that we, keep them behind the chains. If, if you keep, if you keep an option offense and you hold them to uh, second and 10, and then it come becomes third and eight, even, I mean, it, it's going to be really hard for them to make plays. Yeah, exactly. And you know, the, the football they play, they always want to go five yards, right? Yep. So the thing is, is that if, if you do keep them to, you know, 10 yards, eight yards, uh, even push them back, you know, to 12 yards, you're going to be successful. And uh, their offense is definitely defeatable, um, but you really just have to be on top of your game. I mean, with Army, they're, they're tough. I mean, once, once you're down, uh, they, they chew up so much clock that, you know, you can never come back. So mm-hmm. uh, UConn really has to just, you know, stop them on defense and, just get the, you know, uh, you have to get touchdowns. I mean, field goals are good, but it, this is another game where you just have to get the touchdowns. Absolutely. They they have a pretty good defensive end themselves and uh, Carter. Um, he was one of the leading sack men in college football last year. I mean, he hasn't had as big of a year this year, but it's because he's been double and triple teamed a lot this year. But that's definitely a guy we got to be looking out for. Yeah, and I, I, I really do think our offensive line, um, they've really done a really good job this year. And they they really know, you know, okay, you know, they, they definitely call it out like, hey, I have this guy, you have that guy. And 
they know what they're doing. And mm-hmm. I really think that as long as they don't, as long as they know who they're blocking, I think they can be very successful. But they still have to, they still have to give you know Zion Turner some time. Um, I really think that for for UConn, the run game has worked. So it might be a pretty heavy run game for us too. But we could. Who knows? It might flip the other way. We might be able to pass all over the field with uh, Army. You just never know. Absolutely. Well, I know it's one that we're really looking forward to, and I think we're both saying it's win set number seven to go to seven and five. Oh yeah, and it's it's. I have a feeling that UConn needs to win another game just to. Just to set themselves for a bowl. I mean, six and six would be great, but seven and five will definitely set them apart. Mm-hmm. One hundred percent. And I mean, you know, win, winning, you know, seven games this year too. Now, are they going to get, you know, bowl tie-ins? You know, next year is somebody going to call them and say, "Hey, you have a bowl tie-in." You just never know. Right. Right. I, I think. I think that's. I think that's what we're going towards, but time will tell. Yeah, it, it's funny because a lot of the, uh, you know, UConn Twitter too, even Boneyard, actually more Boneyard, um, they were saying, you know, even if UConn has a good year, they're independent so they won't go to a bowl. And I'm like, no, that's not correct. I mean, if UConn, you know, strength of schedule and everything too comes in effect, um, if they have a better strength of schedule and they have better wins, I mean, they're the bowl committee, you know, whoever the bowl committee is for whichever bowl they go to is, you know, they're, they're definitely going to look at that. And I, I think this year, UConn definitely, you know, uh, set the mark. I mean, as an independent, I, I really think we'd be successful. Um, you know, a lot of people think that we should move to conferences. I want to move to the ACC too, but if we stay as independent football, um, I really think if we make it to a bowl this year, it's going to set that confidence level for the fans. Say, hey, if we're winning schedule, we we can go to a bowl. Mm-hmm. So. 100%. <clears throat> well, Justin, you got anything else you want to add before we uh, get off the air? Go Huskies, beat Army. Absolutely, man. Uh, well... As always, guys, we really, really appreciate you guys listening to us every week. Um, it's, it's a joy to to do what we do here, uh, to talk UConn football. Uh, it's obviously something we're passionate about and get excited about. and We're so happy for the players, coaches, all the fans, um, and the opportunity to be bowl eligible this year. It's just, uh, just such a great achievement by the team. Uh, yes, and I, I agree, and, you know, I'm – I, I actually um, did hear that there's going to be uh, a good UConn gathering in Army. I wish I could be there, but I have an appointment at the DMV with my wife, so I won't be able to make it. But, you know, thank you, UConn Nation, for going down and supporting our team. As always, we, we thank you guys. And, Justin, let the, let the listeners know where they can follow you. All right, you can follow me at uh, Hawkeye282 on Twitter or Instagram, Justin. As always, feel free to follow me at Coach underscore B Will, the podcast Twitter account at TNT College Foot One. Everybody have a good night. God bless. Go Huskies.